technology. Am I right? Mm. Are we uh, are we going? Are we doing it? Is this the show? <laughs> Hang on, I gotta wash my hands. <laughs> Make sure that your Apple Watch has approved right. your hand washing message. It's cute and a little weird, too. Yeah, right? I can see that. I, I could do with just a normal timer. The fact that it's listening to both your, your water sounds and the soap squishing sounds, that's one that bothers me. Because, <laughs> like, I want to know, I don't think I could emulate water sounds with my mouth, but I feel like I could it's do like... mouth noises that simulate squishy <laughs> soap sudsing sounds. That's a weird talent you have. Watch OS bidet. <laughs> that's exactly what Lex needs, as it's we gonna all know. Tell, it's going to tell Lex whether, you know... <laughs> everything is okay <laughs> whether whether he's done or not yep that's a real problem a real <laughs> problem wow so the uh, small day very quiet yeah do we want to talk where we, we want to start with you want to start with the big news which is you know something we've talked about ad nauseum yeah well we what actually was the details bet? though what was the bet so dan <laughs> wait you wrote it down it was on I a know, piece of paper i can't, I can't even remember but <laughs> no it was about the no, facetime you said, you it was said the that facetime thing f- you said there would be fake facetime zooming right yeah, I mean, if there was FaceTime, but there was basically there was no, yeah. zero FaceTime, I think. Yeah, yeah, right. But you did not think yeah. that it would be a Mac Mini. I did not yeah, think. You thought it was going to be an iPad Pro. Yes, that's true. That's true. I was you wrong. sorry, son of a bitch. I was so wrong. So now you must leave the podcast That's forever. my new ringtone. But Listeners, you still have that, to edit Dan, it. <laughs> clip, clip that I was wrong comment out, and that's going to be my new ringtone. Dan Warren saying I was wrong. <laughs> All right. So we, we and most of our listeners saw the keynote. First, I would say that I was wrong because I thought that Tim would be live curating taped segments, but everybody was taped. How did you feel yeah. about the overall vibe of it, the overall presentation of the presentation? If you, will? I thought it was great. I really. I agree. Actually, I know Lex, yeah. you were very snarky during a lot of it, and uh, I I I understand how, why. How dare you? Yeah, I understand why. Like it was very different, right? Like that's the thing is it was not the kind of keynote that we're all used to seeing at all it's funny that you say that 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 i wouldn't say that like i i felt that it it, they did a good job of making it feel like a typical keynote by having the personalities having weird humor Uh, the only things i didn't like in terms of the presentation style were one i thought that the the cameras swooping around tim in the empty theater at apple park the steve jobs theater i thought that was too much it was like they're like how can we make tim more exciting (laughs) because the reason they have craig do everything is because tim's not exciting right right and apparently their solution was swoop the cameras around him incessantly, or he couldn't memorize more than a sentence at a time. But like once you, once at least my brain glommed onto, boy, this camera sure is moving a lot. Then it was all I could see. It was just mm. endless cuts and swoops and pans. But I thought that it did feel as much as possible like an Apple keynote. I do wish that there had been some piece of it that felt live. So you felt like you were truly in there with them versus, you know, watching a pre-taped thing. But I thought they did a very nice job with it aesthetically nice use of green screen <laughs> i saw krista mirgan on twitter was complimenting their lav mics which were very subtle and understated and apple like <laughs> but oh, I, yeah. I i thought that I the presentation even, itself was good i only I noticed johnny Sarugis when he had it because i was at that point for some reason i was looking for it i was like oh wait how are they miking these people because like yeah, the video is so good missed all of them yeah yeah uh no i thought i thought it all looked great i thought it kept it i didn't mind the dynamic camera because I didn't either. I enjoyed the dynamic camera, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I mean, I also felt like it made a difference in terms of, like, not making it feel totally staid and boring. Like, I feel like if it were, if it were, had just been sort of like uh, somebody standing on a stage and talking to a camera, I feel like it would have looked, it would have looked dumb. It would have looked bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I feel like that was a nice job. Yeah. Again, I think they managed to convey the, the tone and feeling of an apple keynote without being in some ways yeah this this is a mean analogy but you know uh, you're uh, our designated mean person yeah right yeah (laughs) sarah cooper or whatever her name is the the woman who does uh, who lip syncs to donald trump on twitter and it's amazing (laughs) yeah um part of what she does that's magical is like when it's stripped of all the other aesthetics of it you're like oh what they're saying is insane. I did find, and partially I think what you're talking about, my starking about, is that without the audience there to whoop, all you can pay attention to is what they're saying. And I know that people have talked for, for years about how uh, you know, it's always their best Mac ever or their fastest iOS ever or whatever, which is what else are they going to say? But like, when they say things like, it used to be 
that a phone took a phone call coming in took over your entire screen and that sucked so hard the people responsible for that ui refinement have been smeared with feces yeah you've had to live like an animal since (laughs) the dawn of time since we 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 created the iphone like you know you guys did that right now it's a banner alert yeah but it's always it's always the best thing ever right like you're the ones who made that interface yeah yeah that was on them that was their fault we're all we're all sure of that <laughs> and so i just felt like that stuff felt more or or like, like everything is breathless right and i was complaining to you guys that craig federighi was using the same voice to describe everything like you know here's an all-new architecture that our macs are switching to and also there's a new close button on this window and it's like not everything needs to be as excited voice and that was my other objection like that's it's mm. that style it's like the as if the entire thing had been done by the uh, in a world guy doing the voiceover trailer yes. yeah right like in a yeah. world where close buttons aren't always cool you can choose a wallpaper for safari for a screen you never look at and it doesn't matter it's like okay i guess it's great i guess some some kid in the midwest cut himself on the edges the corners of um mac os because uh they had to they had to round them down safety first (laughs) important uh, yeah. yeah i i apparently it's done to match the some rounding on max but i'm a little unclear on what like sort of what design cue they're taking that from mm-hmm. uh, Eddie. but yeah yeah that's the one that's the one he is the cue of design don't 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 take design cues from eddie <laughs> i try not to but you know sometimes yeah. i just can't help it i mean it looks very different that's for sure yeah i was saying it was might take a little getting used to but i mean overall i think it looks basically Nice. I mean, it's, it's a much less jarring reimagining of the operating system than like going to iOS 7 was. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah. probably true. Yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely stuff to quibble about. Like, I don't understand why both sides of the dock have to be rounded, but whatever. It's OK. I'm not going to lose any <laughs> sleep over that. And stuff like that, you know, like if people hate it, they'll refine it. And uh, yeah, like uh, to me, any significant changes to the UI of your operating system are going to be i think jarring even in a best case scenario and because it takes a couple days to get used to it takes some time to get used to especially after you've been using something for that long right like right if james thompson will eventually switch to natural scrolling on his trackpad which who knows if he ever will but i feel like you can get (laughs) used to most ui changes i don't think it's a thing yeah (laughs) it's it's interesting what are you excited about that you heard What, what 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 got you fired up I think there were so I mean the they left the the silicon transition things to last which doesn't mm-hmm. surprise me but I think the stuff that they showed off there on the one hand it was about what I expected but on the other hand the details in terms of not only all the options that they have right and that feels very much like the intel transition right like look you can recompile your code it should be pretty easy but we will also support essentially like translation of apps and you know, just sort of throwing in for boot there, like, hey, you can you can run iOS apps on there if you want. Like, and, so weird, really but like okay. They, they yeah. have a they have a fine line to to express there because one, they want you to update your apps. I feel like in the past when they've done some transitions, like for new iOS, like even just screen sizes, or even I think when they did the PowerPC to Intel transition, it was like you can update your apps with a check of a box. And this right. time it was like, it only takes days to update your apps. And days is a very <laughs> loose and <laughs> most, not just most a checkbox number. It only takes days. Yeah, it should only take you days. Some of you are really screwed. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it will be interesting to hear once they low, roll out the like, you know, details of it is like, I imagine there are a lot of simple apps that will not have to do much at all. But yeah, yeah right. I mean. But when they couple that message with, and if apps that don't get updated are still going to be blazingly fast and then i think that as a developer you're like well okay maybe i won't do it then (laughs) well they'll be fast but they won't be as fast as native apps i think that's the interesting part like we what i have heard is that the performance they are eking out of these chips on the mac side is incredible even by the standards of what we have seen from those benchmarks like keep in mind the chip that they were demonstrating there is a known chip that exists in ipads today right that's designed with all the constraints of it was designed for an iPad and they just shoved it in a Mac mini to give people a quick and dirty development kit. The chips that are actually have been designed and are in the pipeline for Macs, I expect maybe considerably better even than that, right? So, sure. you, you know, it may be that native apps 
run so much better on like a you know on the on the next generation chip servers like look everything's passable but if you want the most performance out of your app right and you probably do write it native the thing that i'm curious about is will you be able to tell that an app hasn't been updated because i like if you think about like carbon versus cocoa apps you can always tell which ones right <laughs> were one or which ones were the other and i'm wondering if you'll be able yeah. to feel it i also the, I, I we were all expecting this Apple Silicon transition, although we talked about it as the ARM transition. I'm just shocked that they're transitioning iOS devices to Intel. I did not see that coming. I don't know. You guys. <laughs> well, they got to they got to sell the chips, man. Like they have that Hilarious. contract, and they need yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you'll be so <laughs> overwhelmed by any io any ios apps that just get summarily ported over to the mac that you probably won't notice the difference between intel apps and you know so, the new apps. well let me ask you this why are they and because they can is not enough what do you make of this ios apps being able to run natively on i think it's actually it, it it feels to me a little bit like maybe they're pushing either catalyst or swift ui because the stuff where they are getting closer and closer to this idea of like essentially write once and deploy everywhere and right let's have it be as easy as possible to get people writing stuff that works on every platform and so i wonder if some of it is a shame tactic right like hey people might be just running your <laughs> ios app on the mac now you better have a good experience or else people won't use your app <laughs> so i thought it was interesting that they are not giving developers a choice from what it sounded like like at least as as craig was presenting he was like or whoever said it your your ios apps will simply appear in the mac app store at least if you're on a uh, an apple silicon mac but like it sounded like they had to be if, like i don't know like it had to yeah, be i don't think it would work it's way. not automatic yeah yeah I, I i my impression was that it is actually technically automatic but i, I which i would object to if i'm a developer because like if i make tweetbot for the mac and tweetbot for ios and i charge more for the mac version because right. i think that's kind of become the standard you charge more for your yeah. mac version of your app like i had my my brother-in-law steve who i think is listening even to this live stream who was like why would anybody bother making a catalyst app if you can just run the ios app and i think that's a tricky question to answer i mean i think the question is the experience again right like you know there's gonna be a lot of stuff that is designed for touch uh, and if you just run it as an iOS app, it's not yeah, going to perform as well, work. right? Yeah. Like you're going to have that same problem they had with the Mac Catalyst stuff in the first round where it's like, hey, uh, imagine that you need to pick a date. How about this giant spinning wheel thing that works so well on <laughs> iOS, right? Like, and they fixed that this time around finally, but it was, I think there was a question of, um, you know, whether or not people are going to be turned off by stuff that doesn't feel appropriate to the platform and that, that yep. might, but like, again, it may still simplify the roadmap for that i don't know i mean i again selling different versions of apps if the platforms are the same does it like get rid of the idea that you need two apps like down the road maybe maybe not right away but like you know maybe maybe the idea like i can sell different apps for different platforms is just kind of the illusion of are they really different platforms anymore i know everybody hates the idea of them converging but like if they run the same code on the same processors are they really different platforms? Good question. It's yeah. a good question. Uh, given that they brought back like Rosetta 2 as a name, I was sad that they didn't refer to them as fat binaries. I don't know about you guys, but I, <laughs> I think, think, I think, I think the ship has sailed on that one. Uh, yeah. I, it's not okay. Yep, it's not okay anymore. That's not okay. Yeah. But do, do you remember when there, there were like third-party apps where you could like, if you were already on Intel, you could do you a could thing strip that them like out. Remove yeah. the code. Right, because well, in the days where you really cared about like, oh my god, I've only got like a hundred megabytes yeah. star drive. I need to remove all those binaries. <laughs> I, I care now. I'm on a 250 gigabyte Mac that work gave me, and man, it is that is that's tight. <laughs> I care now. I'm always looking. So that that was my first thought. Was oh geez, I was Can thinking, I I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Uh, have a problem uh, it's gonna be fine i mean most of the code is probably shared anyways <laughs> honestly <laughs> mm-hmm. so i was most excited about i think i mean i did i did like the ios updates uh, i I've, i felt a finally moment on the lock screen on the oh sorry on the home screens on the ability to put widgets there yeah. when they talked about like now we have widgets in multiple sizes and that was the first part they were excited about i was just like come on that's another one of those moments where not everything needs excited voice but widgets being able to you know be customized on your home screen or smart widgets and all those things i love but the thing i think i was most excited about is uh safari extension improvements yeah i i think the best part about that is the idea that you can essentially port over your extensions for other browsers because if you've used chrome at all like chrome has a very rich extension 
collection of things. Mm -hmm. And if it's easy for people to make that transition and they're still hosting all the extensions, like Apple will host and code sign all the extensions, right? So it's not, it's not a wild west scenario, but it does mean that there are some really powerful options that are now potentially available. I probably doesn't unlock, unfortunately, like I really miss some of the old extensions that went away when they locked down the API, but I think they probably won't return those abilities to like do searches in the menu bar, like hijack parts of the menu bar, or like the, the address bar and stuff, right? Like that's, that's probably beyond the pale in terms of what the interactions are going to allow for. But it does seem like there are some powerful things that they can potentially do. Uh, and it's, you know, if it's easy to bring that stuff over, that's great. That's a lot more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you are right, though, to talk. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about there are so many things that are only Chrome extensions. And if what they've described actually works to make those work kind of painlessly, even with, you know, Safari's kind of more secure approach to them, which I applaud. I love that. I used to have Safari extensions that I made actual income from. And when they changed how extensions worked, they all died. So I'm just excited about it because I really like browser extensions that are done well. And if you lock them down properly, which they are clearly doing, it's it's good. Yeah. Know. I'm excited about that. I um, I They spent but I think, a fair amount of time on privacy, which I was... You know, John's, John's they, number one issue. That's when I'm he's voting. Pleased to see it, privacy. of course. Yes, I am. It's my. It is one of my my hot buttons. Um, but also, <laughs> it, you know, it just makes sense for them because that's you know that's their thing. So it's marketing, but it's also marketing that works for me. Well, the thing that I thought was interesting about that was the time they spent talking about um all the interactions that are done on device now, especially for Siri, right? Like all the dictation yeah, stuff right. is done on device because there was a video mm-hmm. going but around. Dictation what, like, was already done on device. No, and it so wasn't. I think they must be changing. No, it absolutely it was. Could they announced be. that it could be, yes. but it was not usually so, by right. default. So I think certainly. what they're changing is exactly. I think what they're changing is to the default behaviors to have it not go online. But it already did that. There was a video. Yeah, you had to turn into airplane mode essentially. And so I, I think, yeah. but there was a video going around recently that was like showed like you know a Google yeah, dictation the smoking them right like, yeah. and then right. I think they're just like, what if we just flip a switch that makes that the default? <laughs> a, it's great for our <laughs> privacy stuff, and B, it stops making us look stupid. <laughs> win win (laughs) right i'm going back a topic though i i had jokingly posted when they brought up the mac i jokingly tweeted like what is the mac anyway but you were saying i think dan that as these devices converge right as as they're all running the same processors it gets i think slightly harder to define what a mac is right because they're if they're all running on the same if they're all using the same processors and they can Mm -hmm. run each other's or at least the mac can run ios apps then at some point the mac is simply a device that isn't a touchscreen device, but right? Otherwise, I, mean, I don't know how you differentiate. It. Because then the iPad already has keyboard and trackpad interactions, yeah. which you know, yeah. And so that's yeah. interesting too, right? Like, is there? I, I don't want to say is there a future where the iPad runs Mac apps, but I think there's a future where there are apps that run, and most apps probably run on both kinds of devices. Because right. at some yeah. point, if you transition it, thinking like, well, we just it's easier in the long run if we make apps that that work on both of these types of devices. Then in theory. It's not like, yeah, running a Mac app on iOS, quote unquote, doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> You're just running this app. So I think that that is an interesting thing. Does it, yeah, does it just become touchscreen versus non-touchscreen devices or, you know, desktops? like Devices that run Mac OS and devices that don't? Yeah, like, basically. I, don't, I, don't I mean, I think that's kind of what it is. And, and I think that those lines will get closer and closer together just because, why, again, we've, got, we've talked about this in the past, but why would you want to have to maintain two huge separate different platforms if you could you know share more and more resources between them essentially will will there eventually be an ios jailbreak that lets you simply run mac os on your ios device my guess is yes (laughs) i think yeah i mean if you can if you can if you can compromise the security model i don't see why you couldn't do it right like but that right. but compromise if you can model. then you should right that's yeah. how it works <laughs> that's what i learned from jurassic park mm. <laughs> it's the only thing i learned from jurassic park bringing back dinosaurs is great um <laughs> there's, yeah, there's no downside there's no, i only watched the first hour guys i don't know <laughs> you're sure right right my favorite slides often in keynotes are those slides where they put up like and there's all these other things we yeah, can talk right. about and they didn't this do that time, i felt like they really breezed past them well they, there did, were a couple, I, they had a couple there were a couple there was, but they were yeah, very and few what things. is the what is the big thing that they breezed past the third party iOS 14 will let you change your default email and web browser apps which had been suggested for a long time right like that was kind of something that had been rumored I don't know three or four months ago about like this is a thing that's coming but yeah they did not mention that at all 
because yeah well i mean you you, you sort of get the feeling that it's kind of, it's not a conversation they want to have publicly exactly particularly. they just want to they just they do right. literally just want to slide that in right let, because let it go. it's a, it's a great way to get the antitrust they, they, people first off of all, your they back don't too. want you to do it <laughs> So why would they announce but that the, you but can But they did do it. put it on a slide on screen, which is like they could have yeah. just buried it in that giant list of features right. too, right? Right, right. The thing that disappointed me, I will just say, and I liked a lot of things, but they showed like mail and like, you know, oh, we've got mail, we got calendar, new designs, etc. And I'm thinking that's great, but I also wanted more like there were featured things in those that I want that I feel like they've kind of like, eh, it's got all the features you need. What else do you need to do with mail, really? <laughs> Uh, I would use the mail app if it supported Gmail keyboard shortcuts is what I've decided. I also uh, is, is, is email and web browser the limit of the thing I can set default apps for? Cause it's, I would like to set a default calendar app. It's all it says right now. I can yeah. imagine it in some point in the future might get expanded. Uh, in fact, I think that's the biggest one because so default calendar apps, I guess if you're trying to add an event or something like a data detector or yeah. something like yeah. that, it probably still, Matt, yeah, I guess that's actually. You know how, you know uh, how I get around this? You know how I get around this, that? right? Is I don't add. Oh, events. you don't use a calendar. Yeah, use a calendar. <laughs> yeah we understand. Um, we know. Let, let me pause this podcast. For <laughs> I, a at it. I use a calendar to see what day it is. <laughs> that's the, is that. because I, I just want to. <laughs> I have a free feature that I would like to share with all calendar app developers, and I can't believe uh, maybe there's some third party calendar app that does it, but neither Apple's nor Fantastical does. Like a thing that I have to do that Moltz literally never does is. <laughs> Email with people and tell them, here is what my availability is this week or on this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have to do it by hand every single time. It feels like That's stupid, any calendar yeah. app could have a button to say, here are the half hour windows I have available during my normal working hours. And yeah. none supports it. And I find that that's weird. Well, there's, yeah, I mean, there's, that's an enterprise feature and other, obviously, you know, like Microsoft's Outlook calendaring yeah. stuff. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, or what is it? Outlook. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm still annoyed. My, my big thing, and I know Fantastic Health does do this, and it's the one thing that every once in a while makes me think maybe I should really switch to that full time. Is I have events that occur on multiple calendars, the same event, right? Because I want them to share their shared calendars. So like I'll oh, have yes. like the we do a lot of shows on the Incomparable, and the Incomparable maintains a giant group calendar, so you can see like, oh, is there a show recording today? But sometimes I copy those to like, there's a calendar of the live stream, which is not always the same, but is often the same. And there's like my shared calendar with my wife where I want to let her know like, oh, I'm busy during these times. I'm recording shows, etc. And like instead I end up with three separate events. And I know Fantastico can collapse them, but it's like one little stupid thing that I want from calendar, like the, the Apple calendar app. Just, just that is that. the thing that Fantastico does wonderfully. Yeah, I know. It's so and it even stupid. Like combines the colors of your of your yeah. different calendars that you use. And so Lovely. it's like, yeah. it's, I love it. So that's what I'm Great saying. Feature. It's like, I wish they had show, like I clearly it seems like their priority this year. They had a lot of really low stuff and a lot of like surface stuff in terms of ui refreshes it's that middle ground of like feature stuff that felt like there's stuff but it, you know there's more that could have been done mm-hmm. i really do think that the ios home screen organization stuff is smart i, I have way too many home screens of apps yeah way too many yeah. and the what i want is the, the <laughs> I, I have all the problems that they talked about that they created yeah they, they look <laughs> yes. directly at john john moltz you have too many apps let's fix this for you the um <laughs> one thing that I, it, they didn't show and that it feels to me it's it's how i always have wanted computing devices to work because i do like that they say like here's going to be the suggestion ones and often you know i think they currently call them serious suggestions right when you mm-hmm. pull down for spotlight yep. which is being rechristened search uh, there are serious suggested apps um, and they often have the ones that I want, and I don't know where they are on my phone screen. Mm-hmm. So I would like to put them on a further up screen. And so what I didn't see was, hey, if you're going to this frequently used apps thing, what I can't remember what they called it, but if you're going to that app collection app library and pulling an app, like let us, maybe you want to put that on your first or second home screen. It's like, I want that to be easier yeah, because yeah, I was finding say, it and then dragging it. Here's, you easier. know what, Lex, that's too much work. What we're going to do is have your home screen dynamically change to show you only the apps that we yeah. think you want right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really like that because, so I have like a couple pages where there's apps of it. And then like my, you know, I have a page that's almost entirely folders. And I would be happy for that to go away because I rarely, I, there are some apps that like I remember where they are in the folders and I do navigate to them that way. But I will get used to not having to do that if instead it's much smarter about letting me search for things or find things. Um, I think that's a huge improvement. I like the widget on the home screen stuff. Like, I think that's something that people yeah. have been asking for for years. And it's 
it's potentially like very way, cool. I like the way they implemented it. Yeah, I think it made sense. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like it was anything, like, there was nothing mind-blowing about it. It's like, yeah, that's exactly how they should work. And <laughs> I just, I'm, I still miss Confabulator. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> there was a that moment was a... where it said somewhere, like, oh, there's a special place on your Mac for all those widgets and notifications. And my first thought Hell. was, <laughs> dashboard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gone, isn't it? Yes, they did finally kill it because I remember finally got rid of it, yeah. was, was wishing for it to stay. Yep. <laughs> it's like I I knew it was gone for me, but I wasn't sure if it was gone for everybody. Speaking of resurrecting features, as, as people in our uh, IRC chat and also I think we discussed, like the translucent menu bar thing was a whole controversy. When did they do that? Five, ten years ago, something like that. When they made the they yeah. first made it translucent, I think it's more like ten, yeah. And people fucking revolted, right? Like. <laughs> Yeah, and then they eventually added an option to turn it off, right? But I'm not sure what this means now because it's still—I believe you can still turn it on, right? Like, is it still yes. an option? Yeah, it's still a—it's still a system preferences on. Is it system preferences, right? Yeah, uh, I think that. Yeah, so it's my question is: Are they just saying, "Yeah, fuck it, we're not gonna let we're like <laughs> you can't turn it off anymore"? Uh, I think they just—I think they always demo that stuff. Um, and I think I my guess would be that you can turn it off still. Yeah, uh, it seems pretty transparent to me that there'll be a preference to turn it off. Tra- or yeah. translucent. Transparent. Um, <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> so droll. <laughs> Bravo, sir. Thank you. Uh, the um, I think the new control center thing looks cool uh, on the Mac. Yeah. That's handy. I like that. It, I, but that's another one, though, where it's like the breathlessness is the only thing that annoys me. Not the actual content of the presentation or the format, <laughs> but like you can change the brightness from right here. It's like, yeah. okay, it's great. Also, well done. Adjust all the audio settings. Screw you, sound source. <laughs> yeah. So there's a display. There's a display option. And I'm still trying to find this. This is there's a reduced transparency. option. I think that's what it got bundled into eventually. I think there's no longer there's a an, separate menu bar thing, but I think it may be bundled in with that. I'm not even sure. It's gone. It's yeah. gone so back and forth. Right. And I, you know, I turned it off years ago and I've never turned it back on. So I don't, I don't, remember, I don't remember where it is. But again, it's like it's a it's a it's got to be an accessibility issue, right? I mean, there's got to be sure. people who yeah. cannot that's, that's who not literally cannot see the menu bars if they're completely tra- if they're so translucent. So I I have to imagine that there's got to be a way to turn it off. Uh, I have I have a couple questions for you guys. Go ahead, Dan. No, no, I, I was I had a question as well. Do you want to go first? <laughs> well, well, so here are my it's two, two questions. part questions. Number Number one, one, say them at the same time. Go ahead. Number one, what are app clips exactly? Because, man, they said app clips about 50 times during the three minutes they talked about app clips, and I still don't actually understand what they're trying to convey. Well, like app clips. And then second question. Uh, my second question is, who are you going to pin in messages? Wow. That's <laughs> who are like, your are we, are we, messages? Are, not are you we back in high school? <laughs> yes. Are we going steady? Who's is that what that top means? Uh, yes. Wait, John just said he's not going to pin us? Come on. We talk all the time. <laughs> You're just shooting yourself in the to, foot there. You'll, you'll end up at you, the top anyway. Exactly. You don't have to pin yeah. the people you talk to all the time because they're already at the top. Well, what they know, didn't not what, always. But. What they didn't explain well was he said, you know, and we're, we they, they said like, and we've we've made messages search more powerful, and they showed it on screen for like a nanosecond, and it looked exactly the way search works now. And search today for messages is horrible. It's bad. Like it's very if bad. If you search for a thing and it's in the same conversation more than once, you can only see the one. There's no like, yeah. show me the next appearance I, I was, of this conversation. It's funny because right, bef- right before this, I was trying to search for. You asked me to get you a code snippet for the IRC embed, yes. and I was like. I think I can. I know I texted this to you. Can I find it? And then you found it first, fortunately. But I'm searching. I was like, I cannot find this. Here's the other thing: it's which 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 of our which of our threads are we going to pin to the top? Because <laughs> we have two. We for some oh, reason, no, that's right. Probably nobody knows why. There are two threads that we have. That's just the three of us. It's ridiculous. Someone, yeah, one of us has the wrong. One of them has like a different. You know, uh, iCloud account or phone number or something. That's what yeah. it is. But God only knows which one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's it's an interesting question too because I was looking at this the other day. I can't actually came back to my Mac this morning or last night, and I was logged out of uh, messages for some reason on the Mac. Uh, you can't do back. You can't do back to my Mac anymore. I I, I try. Believe me, all the time. <laughs> but I was logged out of messages. And I logged back in. And I noticed again, I was like, oh yeah, I never did turn on the like messages in the cloud thing. Like, I wonder if they're going to make that 
like force you to that at some point. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm still scared of it, even though I hear it works very well, <laughs> but I'm scared to click those buttons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, the app clip thing, I don't like, I get the idea, right? Like there is, a, there's a cool idea in that, in that I've definitely gone to places and been like, I don't have the app for this. I, I, honestly, my brain shut down. They, they said app clips so many times that all my brain could do was count the number of app clips. And uh, I, I was like, they're trying to make app clips happen because app clips does not roll off the tongue. I don't know exactly what they mean. I thought at first it was like, it's a piece of wood that you can put on your countertop and people tap it and now they can install your app. Like, I don't know what it is. Okay. Do you have to have yeah. the app installed for it to work? No, so what, this is the whole is point. All right, Lex, this is the whole point. It's like we've all, Please. like, we've gone someplace and been like, ah, oh, crap, like, I need an app. Like, I, for, the example I thought was handy was like parking meters. There are a lot places where i live yep. that have parking meters where it's like there's an app but it could be one of several different apps based on what city i'm in like if i go to the next door city yes. it doesn't know they, they've gotten better about it but for a while there were like two or three different ones and so i think the idea is like look it will automatically like if you, if you are at one with like you know nfc or something it would automatically like pop up a little thing and before you even had to download the app it has kind right. of presented you with a chunk of the app so you can do Essentially, yeah, some action like yeah. pay my meter uh, without having to download, install, log in, all that jazz, and it can use the sign in with Apple. It can use Apple Pay, so it's like a like a dynamically delivered like app segment that can do like yeah. I think a specific. I don't want to be task. rude. <laughs> yes, but you app do. clips is a terrible name for that service <laughs> that, for that functionality. We already I would go with this. diet apps. You don't want to be rude. You want to be mean. That's yeah, that's want. that's the difference. Yes. <laughs> I liked that the sign in with Apple thing. You can transition accounts to it. Some. Some services have already allowed you to do that, but I think it was all basically, usually it was through the web and you had to like, they probably had to roll it themselves. Whereas now I think it's just a Does that thing. functionality make you nervous though? Like I, I appreciate that it's built in and I think it, you, Apple is exactly right to realize that because they relate to this, the problem is that people already have accounts. My fear, and I, I'm, I'd be hesitant to touch that button to transition it over because I don't want the developer to keep the old email address from my old login and now email me everything twice. That's what I'm worried about. Do you know what I mean? I do. I think that's mm. probably not a concern. Yeah. <laughs> really? Tell me why. I just, I mean, you, you think that's something that people will do? I'm relying on companies not to find as many ways as possible to email me. Whatever. It's I can not, just unsubscribe. Not a I, you know, I can just unsubscribe from it if it's not, I don't know. I think long term, it makes sense. I don't think most, I, I also imagine that there may be some, some caveats to that, like <laughs> in terms of how behavior, if that's behavior that gets around, Apple probably will not be super happy about that and we know uh that they are usually very friendly to developers and accommodating mm, yeah <laughs> well we found we found out you know like right before the day before <laughs> or the morning of the keynote yeah. then uh, they seem to manage to get along pretty well yeah yeah did you find it out that they didn't do more to, to have some message about how much they love developers or no yeah, they didn't go over like how many, how much money we've paid out to developers right. or like all that. There stuff. are yeah, some years where it feels yeah. like a love letter to developers, and this year it decidedly did. It, it didn't feel like they were being crappy to developers, but it didn't feel like they were going out of their way to show how much love they had for them. And I thought, if nothing else, like given that they could very easily edit anything in that they wanted to, yeah. I was surprised that there was nothing to talk. They can about. also edit things out, so they had a whole long love yes. letter. But last week they're like, "Ax it!" <laughs> like, we've made one point two trillion off the shut that you make. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So thanks for doing that. Uh, are you guys going to update your emojis with uh, face masks? I forgot to ask. Or are you going to make them look much, much older in the case of John? I'm going to make John's look older. <laughs> I, I, that's all I really want to do. <laughs> I'm just going to make myself look appropriately old. That's mm, all. Mm, mm. <laughs> I want, actually want to ask you guys about this. As opposed to but my options before were inappropriately, inappropriately young or inappropriately old. Well, were they? Was it inappropriately yes. old? <laughs> yes. Okay, John Moots. <laughs> Please send me a telegram. Um, I was going to ask about. I think I, I, I still need. I mean, I can do it on the iPad, but I don't. I still don't have a phone that does. Yeah, be able to do it on a Mac now too. <laughs> Mac, you know I mean? Yeah, I That's guess right. so. Yeah. Uh, translation stuff. That was a big thing yeah, that they talked about a and, lot. And so I, it, it has been odd to me and sort of dumb that the handwriting stuff doesn't work everywhere like it should currently in ipad os uh and you know the particularly the text rec recognition thing which is super weird because it will show you in search so it's it's already like it was cataloging that you're using with handwriting stuff, yeah. but you can't you can't translate it into into text uh, and so now they're adding that which is great and what's amazing though is i think they kind of leapfrogged themselves in a way because 
the stuff with um, the foreign language stuff, the character recognition for um, Japanese and Chinese is is really cool. Yeah, the fact and the that fact that you do... can do it, you can do it right next to English is yes. what's amazing. The machine learning stuff on that seems pretty incredible. Like not only the stuff that like lets it detect text and is like, yes, this is handwriting that we will let you essentially treat <laughs> like text, which is like text, yeah. which is kind of amazing. But then adding in the translation stuff, which is not only there, but like there's a beta feature in Safari that will translate any web page. There's an app on iOS that will translate and it has the conversation mode, like which is stuff that Google Translate has. But to their point, yeah. I believe this is all on device. And, right. you know, that's what they said. That's the that's kind of a big deal there, because I think yeah. Google's relying on its on its, you know, cloud services stuff there, which is very strong and impressive. Like I have used the Google Translate thing um, in the conversation mode before. And it's it's cool, I have to say. But I I, I didn't think Apple had only sort of dipped its toe into this before. Like you could ask it like Siri how to say something but it didn't have sort of a, you know, broad range mm-hmm. of access to all this different stuff, which it now does. Yeah. I mean, that stuff, that stuff to me is, is what I'm most excited about. So I think for it, cause it was a thing I wasn't expecting particularly. Mm. Yep. And yep. Um, so I was pretty jazzed about that. I liked how Craig framed it too, even though it was like, it was also a little bit sad, but when he was talking about, you know, right now we're all home way more than we expect, but assuming you ever get to go anywhere ever again, the only thing that they didn't <laughs> say that I was imagining was going to happen and then it didn't happen. I thought they were going to make some reference to this live real-time translation tech. It also uses, you know, shockingly low data and maybe it doesn't, maybe it uses tons of data, but like when I'm roaming internationally, it's with lower internet speeds, right? Like if I'm, if I, my T-Mobile thing lets me have like 2G or 3G speeds as opposed to LTE speeds. And so I wanted to hear like, Hey, it'll work with really crappy internet connections while you're traveling internationally. <laughs> they didn't say that. Yeah. Well, you can get, so you can you can download it, and you don't even need an internet connection. So it, was that true? It can do it all says, that translation. I'm looking at it right now. That was, you, you download yeah. specific languages, essentially. I see. So, like, you can say, "I'm going to France. I'm going to download French, and then it will do everything without needing the data." Oh, yeah. Which, which is yeah. Oui, oui. Incroyable. Ah, cette podcast est en français maintenant. <laughs> it's a French podcast now. That's what I just said. <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing on device translation. <laughs> oh, I see. He's doing on device translation. Uh, are you guys going to buy BMWs so that you yes. can unlock There the you car? go. You nailed yeah. it. Nailed it. Yeah. Noticed that uh yeah, they only mentioned BMWs. <laughs> I don't even drive anymore. I don't That's like, I bear, I don't even need the car that I have. It doesn't start. <laughs> Maybe you need a car key. I need a new battery is what I need. So I will freely admit that I had been, uh, first of all, I, I had been celebrating prematurely when Apple talked about updates to maps yep. uh, about support for uh, electric vehicle r- route mapping. Except for you, Tesla. Right. They didn't mention Tesla, nor did they mention uh, Dan's pronunciation of Tesla, but they, so maybe it's coming. I don't know. I felt like, they, it, they I mean, that it. was a dig, but I don't, I don't really feel like it was earned. No, I, I, every time I, you all and I always say it differently and people tweet at me about it and they ask why you say it your way. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm sure his way is writer in some way. But, it's that Jersey but accent. As they were talking about uh, the car key thing, I was, at first I was thinking in my head, well, my car already does this. I can start my car from my phone. I don't have to touch it to my car, which I don't want to do. I don't want to tap my phone on my car. That felt weird when they showed that. But and they didn't say they the watch, about, they didn't say the watch does it. Did they? Right. They well, did they not. did say that they're working on that too. Like the, the okay, over time, okay. they expect to be able to leave your phone in your pocket, whatever else. But yeah. the thing that I found very cool was emailing your key effectively yes. to somebody else. Now, what yeah. I could do if I had to is I can literally from wherever, just with internet connection, unlock my car and tell it to start. So it's basically the same thing, but doing it with a a message that's per person limited. I thought that was cool. That is cool. And I, one of the trick. things that's in the more detail on the website is. They have a setup so that if your phone dies, it actually maintains enough residual power to continue being useful as your car key for five hours, which is really mm-hmm. smart, right? Like, so yeah. even when your battery goes low, it says you'll be able to access and start your vehicle you for five, five hours, hours to get to your car. Yeah, that, that timer starts going. The clock is ticking. But I mean, that makes sense if you're using NFC stuff. Like, I think that can derive some power externally. I don't know. It probably just needs a very small amount of power to keep working. So that's very useful i i think the secure car key thing makes a lot of sense i don't think it's something that 
you know, it's like anything with the car technology they do. It's like, well, that's great if you have a car that supports it. Right. Or when you yeah. go to buy a new car eventually, but it's not like most people are going to go buy a new car to benefit from this feature. And sadly, the CarPlay stuff they mentioned, most of the stuff they mentioned with that was like, we've got great new CarPlay enhancements. I'm like, oh, great. I like CarPlay. <laughs> yeah. You can add a wallpaper. <laughs> that was weird. Cool. <laughs> I would like to celebrate because I thought that the AirPod stuff that they announced was cool. Spatial audio was certainly interesting. I don't understand how that could possibly work without additional ears. But but when they were talking about just that seamless, the seamless device switching, because that's a use case that comes up for me every day, like literally every day, especially when I'm telecommuting, yeah. uh, where I want to switch between things. But they kept talking about it as for AirPods and AirPods Pro, and I'm looking at my yeah. my PowerBeats Pro and wondering. But according to Apple, it works with AirPods Pro. Both AirPod generations that exist, PowerBeats, PowerBeats Pro, Beats Solo Pro, PowerBeats 3 Wireless, Beats Solo 3 Wireless, and Beats X. So oh, good. it's any of the ones magic that have that, switching. Yeah, whatever, the, yeah. whatever the chip is. My first worry is that, but, one, it's not going to work very well because I run into problems with the manual switching sometimes where it doesn't want yeah. to. Yeah. So right. I think that might be a little buggy is my guess, but it's cool. Yeah, that, I like that's, the idea. that's my expectation as well. I mean, I, I believe... I, I've talked about this before, but I constantly have problems just trying to connect my AirPods to my, the Mac that I use mostly. The, and nah, the and Mac as I said, really I think bad. it's got something to do with the fact that this is the Mac that I use to podcast with, and it's it's I connecting a microphone. Though I will, as I said before, I say again, I think the Mac's Bluetooth support is shitty. Well, yeah, <laughs> although it works fine on my Mac Mini. And, yeah, I'm having anyway. no issues these days. I know you and I have complained about that before on this show, Dan, but like I, I have been finding that when I do switch my my beats between different devices that it's been working it's always slower on on my mac than any place else but it has been better in recent times i also saw along these lines that the (laughs) apple tv is going to let you share audio to multiple sets of those headphones so like kind of like you can do on ios devices with the audio sharing thing they've moved that to the tv as well which is nice if you said like you know i guess if you have like you know the kids gone to bed and you just want to sit there with your your partner and watch some tv yeah that's nice yeah, this, the spatial stuff seems really impressive. They spent a lot of time on that, and I think they just that's one of the cases where they like to talk about, like, this was hard to do. Let us explain to you all the crazy <laughs> shit that we did to make this work so you appreciate I know it. you don't care. Yeah. It's like your parents lecturing you. <laughs> yeah, right. How do you feel? How does it feel? Because as Molt said, how does it feel? They talked about <laughs> privacy a lot. And they gave you the, uh, there's the new indicator that they showed that will appear when an app is using your microphone or camera. Uh, I feel like they already had a thing that was like the clock changed. And this new dot to me looks really weird. It It does look weird. It it made me hope that it was like, oh, if you have to be alerted now that audio is being recorded, maybe that has opened the door. And like, that's part of what was holding them back from doing audio recording in like background apps or something they mentioned nothing about that i don't think that's true at all but i you had like a moment that. of hope you can already do audio recording in background apps right but today. you can't do multiple audio uses at the same time you can't record a podcast and yeah. talk on a skype on skype or facetime or something like that on an ios uh, device. that is not yeah. possible so i kind of hope that like maybe that was an option like, maybe they've beefed up like the audio frameworks and stuff like that but i don't think there's any indication of that whatsoever i agree with you it looks weird it's kind of i think intended to evoke the green light on your mac even though it's orange right. but it, like has that kind of feel to it it's in some ways less obtrusive if it means they got rid of that big honking you know recording indicator in the clock but i don't know i don't feel strongly about it one way or the other i guess how happy were All you right. i got a question how happy were yeah, you please. that there were no demos of games or augmented reality <laughs> <laughs> very I was surprised that there was no mention or demo of augmented reality. There was a game. I guess that's not true. They had that Tomb Raider demo on the Apple Silicon, but that was it. Yeah, but that wasn't a new game or anything. Right. Yeah, the the no AR stuff. There was one in one of those big screens, I think, with all the feature listed. I think there was an AR thing mentioned, but that was it. They didn't talk about it at all. Dan, I have a question for you. How happy were you with the uh, trailer for Foundation? Oh, yeah. I so it's we i haven't read this book since high school like i and i or any of that series basically you haven't read any books since high school really it's true <laughs> he's too busy writing them that's true i don't read them when i'm done either uh <laughs> i you know let me put it this way that's not my memory of what foundation was like foundation is a pretty boring book 
That's uh, yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, I have not read it. Not uh, enough time. But... People just sitting around doing history and talking about history. Uh, I don't know. I look cool. I'm always a game for a good sci-fi yeah. series. Jared yeah, Harris, I mean, Lee Pace, definitely, definitely watch. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, the cast looks good. So seemed much more multi uh, multicultural than I feel like Asimov probably was going for. <laughs> I'm and sure. That's fine. You didn't it that's that great. So I, it seems yeah. like another case where a source material could be redeemed by like you know not redeemed but like updated yeah. with a modern yeah. sensibility and a more interesting you know take the kernel of it and then turn it into a, a good show right but but are you guys in a place mentally where you will pay for apple tv when the time comes if apple doesn't continue to offer it to you free with the purchase of a new ios device <sighs> or there's enough shows that i would like to see but it may be yeah, one of those again, like turn it on for a same, month right exactly yeah yeah Binge on I mean, everything. I'm probably going to end up doing again. that with all all of these things at some point. I'm still enjoying a free year of Disney, but um, I don't imagine <laughs> I'm going to keep paying for that either. I bought that all in advance for like three years. <laughs> That's what yeah. I did. I, I I needed. I wanted to keep Disney Plus for a long time I so I could just that. keep That's watching really and rewatching Star Wars. That's, mm-hmm. That's true. So like having that access is important. That's important for you. I know. I I, I know. That's critical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As far as I was concerned, there was no trying. You know, you can get Star Wars other ways, no, right? That's not possible. That's not a thing. <laughs> uh, sleep tracking on the watch is that something? I don't want to wear my watch overnight. Is the big no, thing? No, I don't. I don't. I'm not wearing my watch at night. <laughs> Plus, I have a bed that tracks my sleep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Tell could you say it, that again? <laughs> he said he has a bed that tracks his sleep. It's a sleep number mattress. What's your setting right now, John? Just curious. They haven't paid us in years. I but believe still. it's ninety. I have not checked in a million years. Mm, interesting uh, well they did mention that i think the i phone, would wear mine to sleep i think i'd be curious i thought they mentioned the phone could do it even if you didn't wear your watch as well i thought they said something about that and at I, the end they did and okay. I, I have to imagine that that means that they're tracking your sleep just based on when you put your phone down and when you pick it up again <laughs> well or that or they're using the mics to yeah. like listen to your breathing yeah. <laughs> yeah right yeah that's weird all Which on device yep yeah, that's true but a little creepy <laughs> mm-hmm. you washed your hands six times during the night or you beat yourself. <laughs> uh, are you going to use the wind down mode? No. Because I've been looking nope. to wind both of you down for some time. <laughs> you can't wind me down. Wind your face down. My, yeah. My favorite Tom Petty song. Mm, that's true. I don't want my, I don't want my uh, phone to feel like my mom. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> tell me more about this mr friedman i don't want my phone to Wait, tell I'm me to scoot, wind down i'm gonna scoot closer I'm already your mom your, your mom slash your phone is already telling you to wash your hands i don't see what the problem is <laughs> my parents are trump supporters they, they don't think you should wash your hands or wear a mask so you're wrong <laughs> or wind down apparently that's right i what i didn't want what i didn't have related to this that i do want is the ability to delay the a bedtime feature when it goes on system wide yeah. so like the other night i was recording a podcast and it happened to run late and i have the thing where it turns off like downtime on 11 30 p.m and the podcast went past 11 30 and all of a sudden all of my apps on my mac are all like time for you to stop looking at things and i was yeah, like oh see, no i've got like six right. apps running that i need because and i just want a, a, a little thing that's just like hey give me give me 20 minutes let me wrap this up then you can turn everything off. That's fine. Just do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I don't turn things like that on. Because I don't have a exactly. consistent bedtime. I don't I go I go to bed when I want to. <laughs> I get up when I want to basically. My, my rule is I go to sleep when I'm tired. Yeah, it sounds like you need a phone that's like a mom then. <laughs> no, I don't. That's what I'm saying. I go to bed, John. He's so disciplined. <laughs> uh search field for the emoji keyboard. Something that people oh, have geez. wanted for a long time. Including me. Why do you think that... Isn't there already one of those? I don't quite, quite there understand is what not it is. on the iOS. On iOS. The Mac has mm-hmm. one. iOS does not. You can do the thing where you type something and the prediction bar will give you an emoji that matches it. But if you just want to go and like search for an emoji in the emoji collection, that oh, is yeah, not an option. Is there? Wow. Right, there's one in Slack. Yep, and, Slack and has there's one. one on the Mac. Oh, maybe but that's what yep. I was thinking of. Yeah. But the two places where you use emoji the most. Why do you think it... Like, I, I thought that the updates to... I still object to the fact that we have to call it iPad OS because it's exactly the same as the updates to iOS. But uh, why do you think that they are making the improved search on iPad OS uh, look and function exactly like Spotlight, but calling it search? What do you think's going on there? I feel like there's got to be there's got to be some reason. 
don't know. I mean, they've, they've used that in the past. Like, Spotlight has been on both yeah. for a long time, and it does look like yeah. it's even more like the Mac version now, and yet they changed the name, yeah. which is definitely weird, unless they also changed it on the Mac, and I missed it. Right. Um, which they didn't say, but that, that that's my current prediction, is right? That when you install the updated Mac OS, that'll simply call Spotlight Search, since there's really no reason for it to be called Spotlight. Not anymore. I mean, I think no. maybe it just confused people, right? Like... Maybe that was yeah. a thing. Was like, oh, yeah. I don't want I spotlight. Bet, I just yeah. want to search. Seems like stuff. something eventually they will change. But they've been. I mean, they have been over time genericizing. I feel like a lot of their like right. nomenclature to make it just less confusing, right? Like not stuff that you trademark or brand, but just like this is just the function right. of what it is, right? That's why the apps yeah. are all. Named I read about mail that in messages. news and listened to it in podcasts. Yes, <laughs> and then told Indeed. my friend about it in mail. When will Safari be renamed browser? Is the question on everyone's mind. I think that's the only brand they have left that's like super, you know, maybe has like some sort of. It ran. Does there still a Safari version for Windows? Oh, that's. A, that's I a believe they stopped making Safari for Windows. Okay. But that's probably one reason they didn't for a long time. But yeah, I think it, it, that is one place they do have enough brand recognition, but it doesn't seem like anything else. I started for a second. I was like, wait, did Mail used to have a name? Was it Eudora? Nope, that was a different app. Never mind. <laughs> mail was always Mail. Mail was always Mail, but music was once iTunes. And as now on the it now looks a lot more like iTunes everywhere again. <laughs> Some Siri changes, but not the ones I think I was really expecting. They changed the UI again, which is yeah. fine, I guess. Like It's yeah. less disruptive now than it used to be. It seems like they've tried to beef up some of the uh, resources. There's a big thing somewhere, I've lost it, but it, bragging about like how many more websites and uh, questions it can answer, essentially, like general knowledge stuff, Rather, which is good, rather than kicking to it like, I don't know, here's what I found on the web, right? Like, which is a frustrating thing that Siri usually does. So I guess that's a plus, but it doesn't talk about whether the recognition is particularly improved or anything like that. No, I'm sure it hasn't. Uh, Dan <laughs> called me a curmudgeon on text today while Moltz and Dan and I were snarking during the event. But uh, another example of where I thought that they spent five minutes talking about a thing that was a great announcement but only needed 30 seconds was picture-in-picture picture on iPhone, mm, yeah. which I think Here's is a welcome Here's how it works, though, Lax. Let me show addition. you. You get the so, picture, yeah. but it's in a so, picture. Yeah. So not in, only are even, you watching a movie on a tiny screen, you can make the tiny screen tinier. Also, you're watching but it in landscape find that in helpful. portrait orientation, which I think is the best. <laughs> because, like, if I, I'm, there are certainly times if I'm watching a video on my phone and then I want to text to somebody else or I get a text and you want to be able to do both things, like, I, I can see the utility of it. But the fact that it gets four separate bullets on one of Apple's preview iOS 14 pages, you can do picture-in-picture. Then the next feature is you can resize the picture-in-picture window. Then the next feature is you can move the picture-in-picture window to any corner. That's not a feature. Like, there's no points for making a thing that's one thing look like it's four things. And so that's, I find that crap. And yet none of that answers, none of that answers what happens when you put your Quibi video in (laughs) picture-in-picture. Because it's in portrait. But along that line, (laughs) the, the thing where it minimizes your incoming calls, I actually think is great. Like now calls are like now uses the same notifications as everything else. Yes, basically like that's I mean, it is it is always disconcerting when like the whole screen turns like, yeah, it's a phone now. Remember, you're using a phone now. Now, not so much. I don't want to remember that. I know. And now you don't have to, John. Yeah, you're welcome. Your friends at Apple are looking (laughs) out for you. (laughs) When can I get a picture in a picture on my watch? That's what I want to know. Any day now, I think is the truth. (laughs) I think we've as soon as I figure it out, I'm going to send you one of my watch faces, though. So yeah. get ready. I think we've glossed over the most important announcement of the day, which this is guys, a joke is coming. Podcast listeners, joke alert. Get ready. <laughs> it's the impressive nature of the silicon hardware that Apple's using to bring to attack. I think <laughs> you, that's liar. Really... you liar. Yeah, you liar. It it's the year of Linux on the desktop. <laughs> yeah, there it is. That's all I had. Thanks, yeah. Lex. You ruined everything for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh yeah i did so yeah they didn't mention they didn't mention windows in their virtual talk of virtualization well it, which is I interesting think it's because they i mean they're probably it doesn't work they're negotiating something i would imagine well how would it work well so first of all there is an arm version of windows it could in theory oh, virtualize that yeah 
So, right. but I, yeah, that's the question is, are they going to do that? Or are they going to use whatever emulation technology? I sincerely doubt it. That seems really tailor-made for getting stuff that was, you know, Mac apps running rather than like a gen, a general emulation system. Yeah. But it's unclear. I don't know. Like they did. Right. I wouldn't. Yeah. They did make a big, like, mm. I think the virtualization thing was in there somewhat as a, like, flag to people saying like, yeah, we know you're concerned about this we are investing time in virtualization yeah, technologies. Yeah. So don't freak out right. about it. Like they showed parallels running, right? Like, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of a big deal. And in theory, in, in theory, if parallels is running there, you could pr- presumably create some sort of windows emulation or virtualization, but yeah, it's going to depend very much on what version of windows that is. So it may not be right. as good as it was on Intel, but also, I don't know, maybe a lot of people don't care about that as much anymore. Yeah. Also, just buy a damn PC if you want to run Windows. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> we don't want your kind anyway. <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. So we the developer kit, which I guess uh, uh, Lex, you won your bet on, um, was that's right. It's only it's five hundred bucks, but you have to apply for it, which I assume is to prevent jerks like us being like, we each want a developer right. kit for five hundred dollars. Yeah. And they're they're. <laughs> prioritizing people who already have long-term developer accounts and so james is getting right. one is what Which we used to say yeah right. so, so you're okay james james is, has already arrived we can all guess. call him and just ask about his but nice i do think new it was, I do, we were, we'd spent a lot of time talking you know in previous weeks as to how they were going to accomplish this and you know was it going to be virtualization or was it going to be you know something else and they basically did everything right right there yeah you can recompile everything and you can just recompile it straight and or you know or you can actually run stuff in virtualization yeah i mean and and they mentioned also that was an interesting bit where they talked about not only the linux but stuff like docker which is a really big tool in like server environments for running like self-contained vm style things um Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that's i think that again i think it's pointing to sort of how robust they feel like this is going to be and it's trying to reassure people that you're not going to lose a bunch of functionality just because we're we're switching processor architectures right and you get all the benefits of all these crazy processors we're going to come up with and i mean we got a timeline too right like so the first first apple powered macs are gonna ship before the end of the year which so december i think we can all agree uh yeah. and <laughs> or or it'll get bumped to january <laughs> or yeah or they get bumped to january and then two years and it's all done yeah wham bam so the mac pro is going to transition in two years that's fascinating that seems interesting well it seems pretty aggressive you could say they're all gonna like you know two years and it's all done but what you're not saying is our transition like they're saying our transition will be done in two years what that's not saying is that our transition is every single mac runs on apple silicon <laughs> They're saying you, they, their transition could mean all of our non-Mac Pro Macs will transition to Apple Silicon. I feel like there's uh, some that, fuzziness that seems, in there. Uh, that seems like not... I, I, no, I <laughs> that think would the, not be right. I actually but. think the wording is very important in there. I think the wording, like, I don't know. They, don't, they didn't say, I believe the slide did not say all Macs will be running on Apple Silicon in two years. They just hmm. said our transition will be complete. Which might mean they say there's a new system or is that is that like their mental transition <laughs> no but i mean like what they could do is create a new system that's not the mac pro but have it be a professional level desktop that runs yeah. on apple silicon yeah. because then you can yeah. kind of sidestep all the people who will be like wait i just bought a mac so, pro and it only so runs the on mac me well it's a developer kit so i guess it doesn't you know they could still change this later but it seems like they are not changing names right that you know we had talked about that as an option it's an opportunity um, but i agree that they probably won't the the reports this week suggested what i think the imac and the 13 inch macbook pro yeah right i don't see the 13 inch macbook pro being that early just because they just updated it like two months ago like i I have a hard time believing they they release a new one this year also especially when it seems like there are you know models that would much more be easier and benefit more from that like the air or a smaller macbook but i don't know right live stream listeners you get the real experience here which is when lex just disappears from a show and he texts us and tells us i have to go but we keep doing the show so you get to hear that because we're professionals we are professionals we are professional 
Uh, <laughs> MacBook professional. And there's his file. It's already uploaded. And he's the titles. This is this is good. <laughs> That's great. This is good. Should we just dial in someone else to replace him? Or I guess we're done. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> Hey, Livestream, thanks for tuning in. There were a lot of you. This yeah. was a lot of fun. And thank you for uh, hanging out in the chat room and um, sending us real-time tweets. Um, uh, listener Joe told said, I think someone forgot to replace the tinfoil in D. Morin's hat this year. Hashtag Linux <laughs> on the desktop. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I will have my little jokes. <laughs> of course you will. Uh, but And eat them, too. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we're going to go... And I don't know, we, you know, somebody in the chat room asked about like, hey, we could release the stream uh, as the uh, as a member bonus. We've been talking, as I think we mentioned briefly on Twitter, we've been we've been kicking around the idea of doing a membership program or some sort of direct support program. If you've got an idea of what you would like to hear, I know I'm saying this to you, 33 people who are listening, because you are clearly our most devoted fans. We want to. And he's saying it to me as well. I don't. Well, no. I'll tell John later what we're going to do. It's fine. Uh, we've kicked around some ideas for bonus content. We've kicked around um, possibly doing sort of like bootleg versions, like the Incomparable does, where it's like we just post the show directly after doing it, and if you're a member, you get access immediately rather than having to wait for the edited version. If there are other things that you'd like to see or are interested in, uh, let us know, and we'll be considering this because uh, we appreciate yeah. that people want to support us at all. Uh, as you might have noticed, there were no ads in this episode. <laughs> so we appreciate the support. <laughs> we want to give the people what they want. Yeah, exactly. We're here for you. Yeah. Yes, you. We're definitely not here for Lex. <laughs> <laughs>